0: It's time to hammer out the RV to-do list. Fix everything that is not working or broken. This is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer podcast, delivering the smarts you need to enjoy the freedom of the RV lifestyle without the fear of breaking down. So we got a great show planned today. We're going to talk about several different things and Alexis is with us to help us along the way. Hello. With living the RV life and the next stop and just chime in wherever she wants
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: or laugh. <laughs> All right. Perfect. So let's get into it now. Living the RV life. So we're going to talk about RV rallies and making your RV life fun. That almost doesn't seem like that would work with an RV rally, but I get it. <laughs> <laughs> rally seemed like they could be a lot of work. So mm-hmm. what made you pick RV rallies?
1: Well, for one, I just think as an RVer, even if you're not full-time, having that network of other people who do the same thing is such a cool idea because you go to these things and you may not, you know, be all up to speed on stuff, but then you meet these awesome people that have been doing this a while and you learn all these new things, you know, and then it it makes you want to RV even more. It grows your love for that. So I think it's such a cool, cool thing that happens (laughs) happens
0: <laughs> yeah i can definitely get you inspired i mean there's new rvs people selling goods and stuff so they can and a lot of these places are rv rallies there's new products that are being shown yeah. so you might be the first one to see it or you oh, know one cool. of the first ones mm-hmm. so that's pretty cool and i think you read in your notes here it's a bed of it's just a hot bed of new ideas yep, you know
1: exactly
0: and really that's what it is it's sometimes just taking your rv and getting ideas and kind of refreshing it you know like i mentioned our last episode about the uh, life is better at the campsite stuff right kind of refresh your rv with that yeah yeah that's cool and then they also have on-site services there too which is super cool yeah so if you um Let's say you buy, or you want to have, like, there's someone selling awning fabrics. You can get an awning fabric installed in a lot of right. cases, or jacks, or
1: whatever. Yeah, or some sort of upgrade, you know, right. put something on there. Or
0: sometimes <laughs> they're just there doing repairs. So if you yeah. should, they rally, and you want something fixed, or your water heater yeah. breaks while you're there. They can take care of it in a lot mm-hmm. of cases.
1: Just don't have them fix your awning. That's what we're for. And slide That's out. Right. Right. <laughs> come to Montana. That's right. <laughs>
0: <laughs> we'll give you the come to Montana rally yeah. special. Yeah. So rallies are pretty cool. I've been to several and you know, they're, uh, they're nice. They're, they're busy, but Mm -hmm. you know, there's a lot to do there and you want to take advantage of all of it. If there's talks, someone's giving, you know, um, talks on certain things, you want to listen to that.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Check out all the goods that are being sold. Now a lot of rallies, you walk up and down the aisles. It's a lot of the same garbage that you see at the last one as sunglasses and sure, you know, cheap things. And there's always one gimmick there that everybody's buying a bunch of you know yeah. it's like two for the price of one and it's uh-huh. like this thing every feels they have to have and yeah
1: that's okay yeah i know <laughs> have fun with it
0: <laughs> so on our website we'll have a list of some of the rally or, uh i shouldn't say rallies but um clubs and organizations that have rallies right so you can check that out and there's always a place on the internet to find a list of these things too mm-hmm. but we'll have it on um, our website under rv life So, there'll be a list there of, uh, you know, escapees, escapers, FMCA, all the normal ones, Mm -hmm. ones you're familiar with. FMCA is probably the biggest rally out there. Yep, yep. Yeah. Escapees have pretty cool rallies, too. Oh, yeah. So, check that out on the website. Always good information there. Or, like I said, you could uh, search it on the internet as well for uh, probably a more uh, expansive list. But our list is pretty good. Mm Mm-hmm. All right, so now we're coming to staying on the road. So this is the section everybody in the whole wide world is waiting for every two weeks. What's Eric got to say now? Got to say, can't even talk. I got to say it. All right, so it's time to hammer out the RV to-do list. So fix everything that's not working or broken on the RV. You know, for some, that might seem like an impossible task. For others, it's like, oh, I only got one thing to do. Others might not even know. So how many items are on your current to-do list? Do you even have one? (laughs) But if you had one, would it be three, four, five items or more? So the longer the list grows, the more items that get added to it, the harder it is to finish. And financially, it could become a burden too, but it becomes harder to do because there's more things. So, does that sound familiar where you got this list and you just keep adding to it? It's like, oh man, this is one daunting task. So, now you have to put off other things to take care of the list. Um, if you don't, those things just keep multiplying more and more and more. And the longer it takes to get to them, then those first things added to the list are now getting neglected even that much longer. And in some cases, depending on what it is, the problems might get worse and even harder to take care of, like, let's say, a water leak. If you put it off, put it off, put it off, you know, it's the leak, could get worse, 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 causing some dry rot behind the scenes and you go to fix it. And something that was very simple now turned into something much, much larger.
1: Be a disaster.
0: <laughs> That's right. And water leaks are one of those things. Sometimes it seems so small and insignificant, but later on it's like, wow, I went from a $40 repair to a $4,000 repair. Yikes because you put it off or maybe you don't have a to-do list, you know, and everything's just all locked up tight in your head. You got it there. There's my to-do list. You know, that might work for some people, but it doesn't work for everyone. You know, some people have a great memory. They can just mentally check it in, check it out, whatever, no problem. But others need a physical list. And a physical list is probably better because an RV is not something you're working on every day. You might schedule time once a month for it, something like that every two weeks. But it's becoming that time of year where things need to get done if you haven't already done it, updated your list, and cleared all that stuff off. So we're going to assume that you haven't done anything in a while. You've put it off, just getting that list out and getting working on it. See, that makes me feel productive just talking about mm-hmm. Got to accomplish something. Yeah. And really, I haven't, but... So, a to do list is always good. And sometimes you have to have one for different things. So, you, you know, one for your RV, one for your car, one for your house, whatever it might be, or have it all combined into one, whatever how you want to do it, but keep a list going. So, one thing that comes to mind when it involves RV maintenance is getting water leaks or potential water leaks taken care of, which I just talked about a little bit, getting them done early on and not procrastinating. Good. As I said, a forty dollar repair could turn into a four thousand dollar repair. So the potential for disaster is there,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and because it can cause damage to the to the frame of the RV, you know, the wood. You don't want dry rot. You don't want ceiling panels ruined. Even wall panels get ruined. It's not as common, but they do. So uh, even a little leak can ruin a vacation. You know, if it's left unchecked. Yeah. Maybe it's something underneath the sink. You've just ignored it because it seems so small and you've just kind of got used to it being there and then you've f- kind of forgot about it. And next thing you know, it's gotten bigger and maybe finally it just lets go. You're out on a trip and it ruins the vacation. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it starts rotting out the floor. Someone steps right through the floor next to the kitchen sink. Those things happen. So we want to fix water leaks as soon as possible. Mm-hmm. Now, some items on a to-do list can be so easy to postpone because they seem so small. It's like such a small thing. Who even cares about this? Well, how often will you struggle with, let's say, the compartment door that won't stay up because the door holder is broken? Yeah, You know, you don't want to replace a door holder. So, you know, you're holding up that door with one hand and you're trying to get stuff in the other side or you get a broom and prop it up next to it or, or something like that. And you're just thinking, oh, I'll repair it later. <laughs> you know, I'll just do this at another time. And yeah. well, that time never comes. You just keep saying it, you know? or maybe the awning doesn't extend properly because the fabric is torn and you know when the fabric's torn at a certain point the fab- the awning won't roll out right it won't roll in right so you just keep ignoring it and that tear just gets worse and worse and now now you're just dealing with a disaster mm-hmm. and you're tr- you're out on a trip trying to you know make the awning work it won't so you're trying to bring it in now you're struggling with that so it's not very much fun it just going to create more problems. So your family's going to be looking at you like, come on, dad, what the heck is your problem? You know? <laughs> so sometimes we create more problems just by avoiding what's already there. Mm-hmm. So we don't want to avoid it. So a few episodes ago, I talked about building a maintenance routine, you know, getting a nice routine going where you mark out time once a month to work on your RV, do that checklist. If you did that, If you took that advice and your to-do list is probably always empty or close to being empty, there's nothing on it. But if you haven't done that, then you might have some work to do. Mm
1: -hmm.
0: Hopefully you don't have any work to do. You've got it all caught up. But if you do, well, you need to get on it, take care of it. One of the reasons I bring this up is so that you can get, also get more familiar with your RV, you know, by working on it, touching it, checking it out. You get familiar with it, you, you learn what's there, you learn it well, you don't forget about things. And I've brought this up in the past. You know, it's it's an important thing and that's why I bring it up. You usually will find more problems when you're engaged with your RV maintenance. You know, if you're not really paying attention to your RV, you might see some problems, but you're not gonna really notice all the problems. But when you're out there working on your RV, and maintaining it, yeah, you know, we could call that pride and ownership, you're gonna catch the problems. So, if I'm working on an RV here at Highway 93 RV, and let's say I'm installing a micro air soft start, which by the way, micro air soft starts just absolutely rock, you know, Thank for you. starting the air conditioners. Okay, anyways. <laughs> so, if I'm up on the roof, and the first thing I might notice is the AC shroud is cracked because I'm going to be taking that off to install the, the micro air, right? So it needs to be replaced. Now, if that catches my eye, I'm, you know, I'm going to do this no matter what, but I'm going to scan the roof for any other obvious things that are wrong. It's not a, my RV, and we're not in the game of just trying to sell people new parts, but we're going to look for stuff to help our customers determine if they want us to do it, if they, want, if they can do it, but letting them know if there's broken vents, yeah. vent lids, um, plumbing vents, whatever it might be, so they have a clue. Maybe the roof's just in shambles and it needs to be redone. You know, they need to know that. So do the same thing. And I hope that makes sense to you that when you're doing one thing, kind of check out other things in the same area or the same category. So like I said, we're not always trying to sell customer more work. We're just letting them know what their, their current problems are and what some future problems can be and how to resolve them. It'd be the same if we're packing, uh, Repacking wheel bearings they need brakes we're gonna let them know we look at tires every time a trailer comes in because most of them need tires whether they're doing or not it's a different story but they need them so the principle holds true when doing any work on your rv if a clearance light isn't working why not check all of the exterior lights make sure they're all working you're already out you got a ladder going you know just check them all out see what's happening you know, look for bad bulbs, cracked lenses, the light bases could be actually deteriorating and the lens won't stay on. Mm-hmm. Uh, maybe the, the lens or the base of the clearance lights have been up, you know, it's an older RV and the, the ceiling is not there anymore. It's not doing a job. You can see that water's getting in, or maybe it's just time to reseal them, period. Yeah. You know, those that seal doesn't last forever. You know, it's butyl tape or putty tape. Right. With some silicone or some sort of sealant across the top doesn't last forever so maybe it's just time to redo them and you're all done with that you know it might take a day or several hours but at least you get it done all your clearance lights work everything's good
1: yeah exactly
0: yeah there's nothing worse than fighting lights out on the highway (laughs) you know hoarding campground you get there and your lights aren't working and trying to figure it out you know
1: don't let it ruin your day
0: right yeah you know generally when you travel you don't have the same tools that you have when you're at home Unless you're a full-timer, but generally you have less tools, it's harder to do things. And you're not inclined, you're on vacation.
1: Exactly.
0: You know, I don't go on vacation to work on my RV. That's
1: right. You know?
0: Hopefully. Like going tent camping and sewing up your tent while you're out. Look at all these tears, I better sew them up. (laughs) (laughs) No. So if you keep track of the problems or potential problems, you're probably going to find other repairs that need to be done. And then you'll also continue to add to your RV knowledge base. And that's important. The more things you do, the more you learn about your RV and RVs in general. It doesn't mean you're going to become an RV technician, but it certainly means you can help your friends when they need a little uh a hand taking care of their RV or if you're in a park, you know, and something goes wrong with someone's RV that you're next to, them, maybe you can help them out or maybe they ask for your help and you can give them some intelligent help. Yeah. You know, and Of course, like I said, you're not trying to be an RV technician, but you can pick up enough stuff sometimes to be as good as an RV technician because not all this stuff is so technical that a professional has to do it every time. Yeah. There are some things you leave to the pro and there's a lot of things you just do yourself. And that's why we talk about do-it-yourself because, you know, there's so many things in RV that a do-it-yourselfer can do. So as you work on your RV list, you might find you need a tool that you currently don't own. You know, decide if it's worth buying. Sometimes a specialty tool is not worth buying. You might use it once every 10 years. You know, it's going to be up to you whether you want to do that. But most RVs require very basic tools. You know, there are, very, there are some that are specific to RVs, like a square tip screwdriver bit. Those aren't used on a whole lot other, of other things. Um, a few Torx heads. There's not a lot, but the square tip is probably the most common. Some many awnings use the Torx heads. There's, you know, Phillips head, quarter inch, um nut driver, half inch, 716, those are common sizes, but along with all your regular wrenches, pliers, screwdrivers, those types of things, you're probably good on tools. And I say that because you don't need to buy anything more than what you need to carry if you're going to bring it with you. Yep. And if you're at home and you want to buy a bunch of tools, go right ahead, you know, mm-hmm. but you don't need to have a lot of special stuff for your RV. You'd be amazed at what technicians really use every day to maintain an RV. Mm-hmm. You know, it's, it's very limited Decide if a tool is worth buying or not. If it's a one-time deal, you might want not want to buy it. But then again, you might just so you have it down the road. Maybe you feel you'll be able to use on every RV you own. You know, I typically will purchase a tool when I need one rather than borrowing or renting because I hate borrowing because I hate loaning.
1: Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yep. (laughs) You
0: know, you loan a tool and it seems to never make its way back. (laughs) Or if it does, it's broken. So that's why I don't like loaning stuff. I will, but I don't like it. So I don't borrow stuff either because I don't want to borrow something and it happens to break while I'm using it Then I got to buy him a brand new one. Yeah. Which is what I do. Here you go. (laughs) So as I said, most RV repairs just require basic tools. So the more often you do your own repairs and keep the to-do list under control, maybe not always finished, but under control, the better shape your RV is going to be in. And the problems will become fewer and farther in between. And so that is making progress. So don't look at the list as an irritant. Look at the problem as the irritant and remove the irritant. All right. So bang out the list and enjoy the great feeling of being productive. There's nothing better than getting a bunch of stuff done and having that sense of accomplishment. So you are the master of your RV. So if you like what I just said, share this podcast with your friends. If you don't like what I said, share this podcast with your friends. (laughs) We want you to share it no matter what. And don't forget we have our YouTube channel as well. If you go to YouTube and you type in the Smart RVer, it will come up. And there we have helpful videos that fall right into place with just about everything we're talking about with parts, products, and things like that. All right, that brings us to the next stop, and Alexis is going to take us on tour through Colonial Williamsburg, Virginia.
1: Yes, I am.
0: So, Alexis, I've paid my 50 cents. I want my tour.
1: (laughs) Okay, you got it. (laughs) Yeah. Speaking of tours, yeah, they have a lot of guided walking tours. It is such a cool little town. Have you ever Googled it, or have you been in the area?
0: No, I haven't.
1: Oh, man, it's really cool. Um, it's like a step back into history. So that's kind of neat. <laughs> so they've got the walking tours. They also have guided food tours, which I think that's what I would be interested in. <laughs> um, and then, uh, too, they've, it's just a lot of food <laughs> themed of the Wythe candy and gourmet shop. So there's a lot to do, a lot to eat and a lot to see. <laughs>
0: All right, so every episode we talk about food in the next mm-hmm. stop, so if you've never seen us, both of us weigh about nine hundred pounds each, yeah, yeah, yeah just kidding <laughs> <laughs> there's something about food and traveling though that just kind of yeah, I don't know, you Comfort. know I guess it's just different. <laughs> types of places to eat you know you get to explore different things
1: yeah exactly
0: even you know like a a a hot dog stand will have something different and unique you
1: You never know
0: (laughs) maybe it's just being on vacation things taste different
1: it's true it's true
0: all right yeah so the walking tour would probably be pretty cool um i've never Mm -hmm. been there but american history is pretty interesting a lot of things took place Mm -hmm. you know and and it's so talked about still today yeah you know yep yeah, so that'd be worth going to, mm-hmm. checking it out. And so there's plenty of things to do there, plenty of food. So mm-hmm. what food places would you recommend, Alexis?
1: These were kind of some fun ones, I thought. Um, first of all, the Fat Canary. This got rave reviews, a really amazing chef. It's a family restaurant. Um, it's a little fancier. They've got things like duck and salmon and braised beef and stuff like that. So if you're looking for Kind of a fancier evening, then you'll definitely want to hit this place.
0: And if I was hankering for some French food, would there be a restaurant? There, there would. Yeah, I imagine that. I'm going
1: to slaughter this, but uh, Le Yaca? <laughs> I don't know if I said that right. Um, but French food, yes, crab cakes, escargot. They have brunch items, I think on Saturdays and Sundays, um, wine, all the good stuff, you know, all the French okay. cuisine.
0: Yeah, and so that's probably a fancier place, too. hmm a little bit. And what I would call it is The Yacht Club <laughs> by <Yaka, laughs> Yaca. Yeah, yeah. So yeah. pronounce it ever how you will, but I'm just going to call it The Yacht Club. Okay. If I ever go to Colonial Williamsburg, I'm looking up The Yacht Club.
1: <laughs> you got it.
0: All right, now, what if I had a hankering for pancakes? Yeah,
1: so this is, this is definitely a yummy place to go, the Colonial Pancake House and everything breakfast. It's like an IHOP down there. So um, anything you're craving for breakfast wise, they've got it. So that's a good place to go.
0: That sounds cool. wonder who invented the first pancake.
1: I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I wonder
0: if it was there. Probably not. <laughs> Probably not. Pick that up. All right. So now we're, where would an or stay there?
1: There's quite a few parks. I picked three that were um, well-rated. American Heritage RV Park, um, Anvil Campground. They have full hookups and Williamsburg campground so all rv friendly um so you can't go wrong staying there
0: okay cool all right so that's colonial Williamsburg and you know every place we bring up is just to whet your appetite I keep saying that but it's you know it might not be the place for you but there could be another place nearby it just gets you to look at the map Mm -hmm. You you get out a map and you start looking hey maybe we can go here maybe we can go there you find a name that intrigues you, you Google it and wow, let's go there, you know? So just check it out, you know, go online, look at colonial Williamsburg, look at where it's on a map from relationship to you and where you, if you want to travel there or not. As a reminder, we love RV destinations magazine and we can't talk about it enough. So check it out. Go to RV magazine.com. There'll also be a link for it in this podcast in the description. And, um, so if you can't remember it, you can just go to our website, the and it will be there. And there's also a couple links throughout our website to click on for them as well. They have a great magazine, great content, awesome pictures, and they cover the United States very well. They did a great job with their magazine. So check that out. If you have the desire to learn a little bit more about RV destinations magazine, Now this takes us to the final section of the show, RV Envy. And today we're going to talk about high velocity vent fans. So most RV vents, rough vents, you know, they're, they call them 14 by 14 vents. They're all a little bit different size, but that's a rough opening hole or, but that's what they're called. So a lot of them that are, that are 12 volts are usually in the bathroom and they have a little seven inch fan blade on it. Little wimpy thing. It's going to move some air, but not like a high-velocity vent fan. There's basically been two strong ones on the market, which is Max Air and the Fantastic Fan, which is now owned by Dometic. So both of those fans are great products. Price-wise, I think the Max Air is a better deal than the Dometic ones. You know, you have to compare them side by side, and you know, I was looking at them the other day, and they're not really absolutely comparable side by side they have different speeds and so they're not a hundred percent where you can look at it and go well they're identical and this one's less or you know very very close but they are close you know fan speed is one of the deals that um separates them a little bit but that's usually not a big deal because they're they're both high velocity and you know they'll they'll suck a small little dog out of your car you know <laughs> If you open, if you turn on that fan, open up the vent, turn on the fan and open up a window, you're going to feel the air coming through the RV, whichever one you have. The fantastic fan was the first one in the game way back when, and Domatic bought them some time ago and you know, they've changed it. I don't know if they've improved it. They say they have, maybe it has, maybe it hasn't, but fantastic uh, fan has been, or I mean, excuse me, Max Air has been making vent covers and fans for Decades, So they do a really good job as well. And I would probably put my money on the Max Air just because they're a little bit less money. They make a great product. And I think, you know, in a comparison, they're very close to the fantastic fan. Mm -hmm. Although a fantastic fan is what I'm putting in my RV because we had one here that I liked. (laughs) (laughs) I love it. Other than that, I would have put in a, a Max Air fan. So it's up to you. Check them out. Yeah. You might find that one just do you think is going to perform better and that's the one you want to have but check them out so you can go to maxer's website or dematics website um i think we have some on our, on our website so you can go to smartrvpartcenter.com as well not i think we will have them there we'll take care of that right alexis that's right all right one more thing for us to do <laughs> all right so that brings us to the end of the podcast today and i want to thank everybody for listening and this is Eric Stark with the Smart RVer podcast. It's been great hanging out with you. If I don't see you on the road, let's connect at SmartRVR.com.